the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dr. Marlo Lewis uh, to give us a call. Uh, They're going to join us here during this half hour. They're with the Competitive Enterprise Institute, and uh, we'll be talking to them. He he wrote an opinion piece uh, that was on uh, Fox News, and it's really great. And it's called Climate Questions for Politicians that No One Seems to Want uh, to ask. And the first one is, would your climate policies trigger a recession? So we're going to get into this with Dr. Marlo Lewis. He joins us right now here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Dr. Lewis, thanks for being a part of the Dave Ellswick Show. Thank you very much for having me on today, Dave. This is great. I'm going to tell you this opinion piece you wrote for Fox News hits the nail right on the head uh, because everybody wants to hear what these people want to do. And they say the Green New Deal, carbon taxes and this and that. But nobody wants to talk about what the cost is going to be, not only for the companies of this country, but for the average American citizen. And it's going to be considerable. Yes, it is. The, the costs for households are staggering. And especially if you're looking at the cutting edge of their agenda, which is the so-called Green New Deal. Uh, some people are calling it the Green New Steel but we, uh, first of all, I mean, in my in my column, I link to three studies that all estimate, and they're all credible, very reliable studies that estimate that the cost to the overall economy would be trillions of dollars. But for households, several thousands to tens of thousands of dollars a year. So we actually did a study, my organization, um, which I have a link to there. And it was a study of the cost of the Green New Deal, uh, just the just the energy and climate policies, not looking at universal health care and guaranteed union jobs for everything else, which is also in the vision statement of the Green New Deal. But just looking at the climate policies of the, of the Green New Deal for five states. And in Pennsylvania, for example, we estimated that the cost for a typical household would be $72,000 in the first year. That's for higher energy costs. That's for uh, complying with the uh, the mandate of retrofitting your house, doing a deep energy retrofit to make sure your house is as energy, energy efficient as is technically feasible. And, and so $72,000 just in the first year of the program, $45,000 a year for the next uh, three years and about thirty year for the next bunch of years after that. And and so just, just for the first year, you're spending uh, to comply. Uh... All right. We just lost him. All right. I'm going to let him go over here. He'll call back. All right. That happens. He was on a cell phone. It dropped. All right. We'll watch and he'll start calling back here in just a moment. Now, I want to get him in talking. I'm, I'm ta- telling you, you start talking, you know, multiple tens of thousands of dollars to Americans' uh, bottom line, 
uh, you'll see a recession come up because if you don't have the money to spend with businesses, for the most part, uh, they go out of business. And if they go out of business, people lose their jobs. And if people lose their jobs, it it even gets worse because now they don't have any money to be able to spend. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about oil prices, too, because the Green New Deal, you know, they want to get rid of the, quote, dirty, dirty energy that we're using right now. All right. So, doctor, we lost you when you said $30,000 over the basically lifetime of an American citizen because of everything they're going to have to do because it is oh, Green no, it's New way Deal. Way more than that. Oh, I see. It's 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 what we estimated was just, say, in Pennsylvania, it would cost the household of four uh, $70,000 $70, in the first year. Right. And then $45,000 in the next three years each. And, and then $38,000 for the years after that. Uh, so what I, was, what I was saying was that when I think we, we, we lost each other was that these expenses, uh, especially that first-year impact, is larger than the average income of an American mm-hmm. uh, family, annual income. And so, of course, you know, the, the politicians will, will say, well, 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 we'll just get – We'll just get the oil companies to pay for it. Yeah. Or, you know these 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 you know rot, steal from the rich, uh, give to the poor kind of Robin Hood schemes. That uh, you know they had their place back in the days of King John when all the wealth had been confiscated or initially by by robber barons. But in a in a market economy like ours, you know people uh, and companies amass wealth by earning it, and so when you when you then in, in, uh, in, in implement a wide-scale policy of political plunder like that, what you do is simply destroy the economy the way uh, the way Venezuela's economy was destroyed. Socialism is the sure path to financial ruin for a nation, and so that's these all of these schemes are gigantic wealth transfer schemes and they're in, they would be enforced at the end of a barrel of a gun so they're all completely coercive um one of the things that I that I started out with well, uh in this in this column was that I just noticed that a lot of people today including many economists worry about a recession uh and you know they talk about how there's this uh this this uh, relationship between short-term and long-term treasury bonds that usually that often indicates that a recession is is in the offing and then of course people are worried about the trade war the one bright spot in the economy is consumer spending consumer confidence is still very high but as bloomberg uh news said in its analysis um the thing that kills consumer confidence faster than anything else is high energy prices, rising energy prices. Absolutely. Bloomberg noted that every recession, uh, all 10 recessions since 1970, were preceded by a rapid rise in oil prices. And all of these climate policies, like especially the Green New Deal, and all the candidates that spoke last night about this, I think just about all of them, want to do this. They all want to ban hydraulic fracturing, which is what has made America the world's leading oil producer. They all want to stop drilling in the offshore areas. They all want to stop drilling 
on federal lands. They all want to ban energy exports. They don't want the United States to compete in the world with Saudi Arabia and Russia for the world's uh, you know, gasoline and oil consumers. And so all of those and, – and then uh, there are other policies that they recommend, like they, they want to uh, change the rules of reporting to the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission in order to, quote, put pressure on, on uh, investors to dump their stock in fossil energy companies. So what this would do overnight is drive capital out of oil and gas production in the United States. It would cause global supplies to plummet. And we know from Econ 101, when you crash supply uh, and, and therefore supply uh, dwindles in relation to demand, especially for what are called inelastic uh, goods like energy. In other words, it's, an, it's a necessity. And so you've got to right. keep buying it even though the price goes up. What you do then is cause prices to skyrocket. And so, you know, so my question was, wouldn't these climate policies, because of the, of the, the energy price shocks that would in, inevitably, you know, unavoidably happen when you when you decimate an industry that's producing energy, wouldn't that push the economy into a recession? Isn't there at least some risk? Won't you at least acknowledge that there's a risk that your policies would do this? And of course, that question was never asked last night. Well, I question that I would have for them is a, is a simple one. Hasn't the United States cut their their emissions over the last few years that the main polluters are China and India and other third world countries that are trying to raise their people out of poverty? So even if we cut our footprint even more, it's not going to make a, a hill of beans. Well, there's there's that as well. I mean, you're absolutely right. Over the last uh, 10 years or so, the United States has reduced its carbon dioxide emissions uh, faster than, than any other country. Um, and just as a technical point, I, I wouldn't call it pollution because carbon dioxide is non-toxic. It doesn't foul the air. It's actually an essential component of clean air. Without carbon dioxide in the air, this planet would be a dead planet because Carbon dioxide is what plants eat, and without plants, there are no animals. That's right. I agree with that. I don't. And I don't so, uh, disagree. So, yeah. So anyway, but your your point is well taken. I mean, uh, China now. Um, I think our, China's emissions are, I think, at least double ours, and ours are even with no climate policies at all. Ours are projected to remain flat and and then decline somewhat. Whereas, you know, the emissions from India are expected to grow, all, all the developing countries. Um, and I think this is one of the cruelest aspects of, of, climate, of the climate agenda, which is that as Joe Biden, actually Joe Biden made a good point last night. His point was that, you know, if the United States goes to zero emissions, but the rest of the world doesn't follow, then we don't solve this alleged problem, all right? Well, the, pro the problem here is that the fastest-growing emissions is in developing countries where hundreds of millions of people still don't have any electricity at all. Right. So if we actually got them to, to get on this bandwagon, and as one of the candidates last night, um, um, Mr. Castro, 
he was saying that he wanted the rest of the world to achieve zero emissions, zero net emissions by 2050. He wanted us to do it by 2045. But how do you get countries that don't even have electricity to forego the cheapest and most reliable energy sources and not cause a humanitarian catastrophe? As you were saying, China and India are trying to grow their, their people out of poverty. Well, so does most of the rest of the world, too. And to do that, you need energy. But if, if, uh, if that means that you're taking, I mean, today, 81% of global energy comes from fossil fuels. And that was the same back in, uh, in the 1980s, which shows you how, you know, how, how, how well these, these energy sources still compete in the global marketplace. How are you going to go from 81% to basically zero between now and 2050, especially for poor countries? I mean... You know, we are uh, – it's true that re- the cost of renewables is going down and all that, but the, the marketplace for renewables uh, is, to a great extent, a creature of politics yeah, because it's mandated at the state level and then subsidized at the federal level. Poor countries can't afford to do this. They need to use the cheapest sources of energy they can find. And if you prevent them from doing that, don't you lock hundreds of millions of people into poverty? Aren't you gambling with the health and welfare of vast sections of humanity in the name of climate change if you're really serious about this agenda? Now, of course, Sanders would say, as he did last night, that he supports discussing, quote, the need to curb population growth, read that increasing <laughs> abortion, uh, to deal with right. climate change. Good luck with that, Bernie. <laughs> I agree. Um, you know, I mean, that's the, a lot of a lot of uh, you know a lot of people in developing countries. I think very correctly regard that as eco imperialism. Is that here are these rich Westerners that have their own you know uh, values, weird set of values where they think that that fewer people is actually somehow better. Uh, and want to shove that down our throats. Um, wh- the other thing I thought you were going to say is that, that Bernie, I mean, part of Bernie's $16 trillion is that he is proposing that we subsidize uh, green development um, um, in, in, uh, in developing countries. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he was talking about, his plan talks about uh, $200 billion a year, but we act, we know, for example, that the, that the head, the former head of the Green Climate Fund, which was the institution set up by the United Nations uh, in order to, to, to try to bankroll uh, renewable energy projects in uh, countries that couldn't afford to do it on their own, uh, that, that that person uh, said that, well, what we really need is about $450 billion a year in additional, which would be additional to any other foreign aid that they might be receiving. So, so you know, over a decade, we're talking about $4.5 trillion in foreign aid that would be, that somehow would um, materialize and be added on to whatever foreign aid these countries are receiving right now. I mean, so this is, this is the old, uh, you probably remember this, maybe some of your audience uh, don't because they're that they didn't their memories don't stretch back to the 80s but back in the 80s there was a big uh continual turmoil in the united nations called the north south debate yep 
And at, at that time, the communist bloc was aligned with the South, and basically they, they were demanding that the, that the West, or the North, uh, as it was called then, uh, you know, hand over more and more of their income to the South, um, because you know, commies love to redistribute other people's wealth. <laughs> and, and so this is just an updated form of, of that agenda, and of course, there are a lot of uh, you know uh, corrupt elites in in developing countries that would love to get our money for free, and unfortunately, there are also progressive politicians here in the United States who who would very much love to give it away, because playing Santa Claus to other people makes you uh, a, makes you popular with your uh, with your clients. Um, and also allows you to uh, virtue signal as a climate leader. Dr. Marlo Lewis is with the Competitive Enterprise Institute. Doctor, we're out of time. I'll publish your article on my Facebook page. You can go there and read this, and he's got all of his uh, backing documentation with it. We appreciate your time, and thanks for giving it to us here today on the Dave Ellswick Show. Dave, it was a pleasure being your guest today. All right. We will talk to you later, Dr. Marlo Lewis. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.